Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. Hello and welcome to another Hump Day, Wednesday, the 31st of March, 2021, the very last day of the first quarter of 2021. And I trust you've had a phenomenal start to the 2021 year and looking forward to using uh, the momentum that's been generated to really take advantage of quarter two, quarter three, and ultimately quarter four of 2021 that hopefully becomes the greatest year you've ever had in your business, but also in your career. So in today's podcast, as the final podcast for the month of March and the final podcast of the quarter for 2021, just want to talk about leadership fundamentals. And I had a phenomenal workshop with a group of new and emerging leaders today with a large Australian organization. And it was all done virtually. So we had some people from all over the country dial in over the wonderful Zoom, did a Zoom cast for them. And we're talking all things leadership fundamentals. And these guys have been in a leadership role from anything from two weeks to about a year and a half to 18 months. So pretty much brand new and still learning the ropes. And some have had uh, opportunities in the past where they've lead, led teams, but looking for looking for some upskilling and looking for some insights in terms of how to take their leadership to an entirely new level and really set that platform for strong growth and sustainability within their team. And by the way, great sustainability around engagement with their team as well, because this organization unfortunately has had a bit of a uh, bit of a challenge holding on to people a bit of turnover in the organization so it's fantastic that they're actually investing in in leaders and investing in training so it was a great day to spend with uh, new and emerging emerging leaders who are really committed to development really committed to honing their leadership skills learning some insights and applying those immediately to increase the potential of their team and extract the potential of their team to deliver even better results for the business. So in terms of what we talked about, there was a lot of different topics. I want to hone in on one particular topic, which I think is a great uh, a great topic for all of us as leaders, not just new and emerging leaders, but also leaders that have been in the game for a while. And it's a topic I think that all of us can hone our skills a little bit more and always get our performance to another level. But before I talk about that, some of the key topics we did cover off today, and we had a really good conversation around this discussion was we talked about, it was all about fundamentals and how do we set the benchmark of leadership and set the foundations for what will be uh, long-term sustainable growth for the organization and growing the the people within the team as well as growing the results for the organization. So we started off talking about what were the key attributes of a leader. So what, what does a great leader look like? What does a great sales leader look like? We started to talk also about the different types of people that we need to bring into our team and how often we can tend to bring people together or, or recruit people that are very much like us. And unfortunately, if we're not clear and not careful, we can start to build one-dimensional teams where people are very much like us and not necessarily finding attributes of people that complement our strengths, but also have strengths in areas where we potentially don't or other people in the team don't. And so conversations around communication and behavior styles is a really great topic because it opens people's eyes on the different types of people they have in their team right now, but also gives them an insight in terms of some of the key qualities they need to start looking for as they expand their team and prepare for exponential growth. We talked about the importance also of setting expectations around goal setting, but also KPIs, because 
so many leaders and so many businesses, unfortunately, set KPIs, which really, at the end of the day, mean absolutely nothing. They're just a tick-the-box type of exercise. So how do we set expectations that really, really hone in people's focus and uh, mean that the exponential growth is founded based on increased discretionary effort and not just ticking the box and going through the going through the motions, as well as talking about things like delegation, which I think all leaders can learn to improve in, even if it's just a one percentage improvement. And finished off with a productivity conversation around time management, all things productivity. But the, by biggest, by far the biggest topic of conversation, the biggest talking point today was the topic of feedback. Uh, biggest and for these guys, the biggest challenge also, and also the biggest recognized opportunity for development. Now, what was really interesting about this was that they're not alone. And this is something I see a lot with sales leaders, but also generally leaders across multiple different industries is the discipline around feedback or I guess the lack of focus on the importance of feedback in driving team morale, driving team performance, and really taking the team to a new level of aptitude, but also the new level of performance. And what was really intriguing is some of the guys were sharing with me that the, I guess the current culture within this particular business is the feedback conversation is typically had at the quarterly or the half yearly or the full year performance review conversation, which is really, really sad because it, it means that there's a lot of opportunities that are being missed to really hone performance, to really uh, praise people for great, uh, great behaviors, to really change people's behaviors so that they can get good results at the end of the quarter. And there's definitely a missed opportunity. So right now, the culture at this particular organization is not one for constant and never-ending feedback. So it was a really, really interesting topic. And for some of them, it was quite a challenging topic as well because they're not used to having these feedback conversations on a more regular basis, which was one of the challenges I offered them today in terms of becoming that feedback-seeking machine, which we often talk about here on the podcast. And true to form, throughout the sessions today, and, and certainly when we're talking about uh, feedback, I couldn't help myself but bring out a couple of cliches. And one of the key ones that I used was the fact that we know that feedback is literally the breakfast of champions. And great leaders are ones that create a feedback culture where feedback becomes not just expected. If we do it really well, it becomes part of our, our core DNA. And it's something that is actually demanded on a regular basis. So I asked the team to reflect on situations in their past or even situations at this organization where they have received really good effective feedback, whether that be positive or constructive sort of feedback. And the feedback that I got was it's very rare that they get positive reinforcing feedback, which is no different to most organizations. The only feedback that tends to be provided is other than the the formalized three-monthly, six-monthly review, etc., is when something goes wrong. So it was almost the case of, well, if we don't hear from our manager or if we don't get any feedback, that probably means we're doing something right, which which is really, really sad because there's so many missed opportunities to drive better habits, to incrementally increase uh, activity, to increase performance, to increase behaviors, to really drive the needle in the right in the right way, to then leverage and compound those habits to really drive exponential improvement in in their performance. So I was really actually sad to hear that that the feedback mechanism or the feedback culture was not one of positive feedback and constant feedback. So we set about putting a challenge out to say, let's let's us as leaders make a change and start setting the example that we want to start creating a feedback culture. And how do we go about doing that? Well, the first thing is we need to be in a position where we can build a a constant culture of trust. So when we can do this and when we can be in a position where we are trusted, and seeking feedback, and often from a leadership point of view, the best way to create that feedback culture 
is to lead with seeking feedback first, not leading with giving feedback because that's easy to do. And I've seen many, many leaders do that because sometimes the feedback is, is uh, let's just say, wrapped up in a present or a gift and the feedback is anything but positive. It's simply, it's simply criticism uh, talked about as constructive feedback, which is not necessarily the case. So we talked about the concept of, well, what is the impact, therefore, of receiving and providing useful feedback? What actually happens to uh, the organization, but what are some things we need to be mindful of when we're doing this and creating that environment and that culture of feedback? Well, the first thing we talked about was the fact that there needs to be no surprises. If, if, you can, if you can think about, as a leader, the ability to create an environment where there are no surprises, so you're not waiting until the performance review at the three-month mark or the six-month mark where you're having conversations about what happened four months ago, is it's actually having the conversation in the moment when you need to have it, and there's no surprises about it. So there's a level of awareness as to what's going on, and the expectation is that the conversation will be had when it needs to have. And the key part of this is what it does, it supports people's development, and there's an expectation that we're going to have this conversation, which is constructive, whether that be positive or picking out some things that we're not doing so well so we can actually change our habits and actually improve the way we do things. The other thing that need to be we need to consider as well is it's open communication. So the best thing about feedback is, and when we do this well, certainly as a leader, and this is what the guys really took on today, is that the best type of feedback is two-way conversation. We're really, we're asking the person who we're about to give feedback to what their perception is, what their perspective is, what their recollection is, what their reflection is of what's just happened. And a key part of all of this is we've got to, when providing feedback and when having a feedback conversation, we've got to be able to separate the person from the behavior. So it's not about opinion. It's not about what you think you saw. It's based on facts as to what you actually saw. Now, the best form of feedback is if you can get somebody to reflect and start to think about what actually happened, you're in a much better position of that person being receptive. And here's the thing. If you can do that, they're more likely to come up with some ideas to either continue to enhance good habits or maybe identify some things that they can slightly change to form a new habit. And then what will happen is if you can get to a position where that's happening, then here's, here's a suggestion for you. And this is what I suggested to the team. And some of them looked at me as, as if I was an alien, but I'm going to say it anyway. What if you actually got to the position where you were having the conversation and then you asked for permission to provide feedback? Now, I can guarantee you based on experience that if you've got a trusted-based relationship, if you in, enter into a two-way conversation and you encourage somebody to reflect and come up with some self-awareness type concepts and some ideas around what's working, what's not working, and then you ask for permission to provide feedback, I can guarantee that 99.9% .9 of the cases, people are going to say, absolutely, love to get your feedback. And then how you deliver that needs to be based on the behavior, not based on your opinion of that particular person. So it needs to be open. The other thing is it needs to be there needs to be some recognition as well as to what you're doing well. So it's not about using the old feedback sandwich, but it is about creating that feedback culture. And when people are making some incremental improvements and making progress, we've got to reward the progress. We've got to give them some praise. We've got to give them some incentives to keep going because often people need just that little hit of dopamine to get them to the next step, to keep going, to take that extra step, to try that extra habit, etc., etc. And then the last one is making sure there's really clear expectations because if you've got clear expectations, then it's really clear as to what the responsibility is going to be of us as leaders, but also what the responsibility is going to be of the individual within the team who we're giving some feedback to. And this tends to build levels of loyalty and basically retention because if people are getting constant feedback, then they can actually make changes almost in real time, which means there's a higher probability that they're going to be more engaged 
and therefore they don't want to leave. Now, if this is a retention strategy you want to use, think about this in terms of start ramping up your level of feedback conversations with your team. And so really, really good conversation. And then I share with them a simple three-step model, which I think I've shared on the podcast, but it's worth repeating again. So just in case you haven't heard this particular uh, model, it's a really, really simple three-step model. It's not the feedback sandwich. I don't believe in the three feedback sandwich. I don't believe it works. Uh, basically because most people who use it tend to use the word but in the feedback sandwich. So the feedback sandwich basically goes, hey, you're doing really well, but this is what I want you to work on. But overall, you're doing really well. And the problem with that is as soon as they hear the word but, everything before that word is completely discarded. So here's a more simple, more effective, and more productive feedback model, which I call the Situation Impact and Way Forward Model, or the SIW for short. This is not something I invented. I'm not sure who invented it, but it's a really, really powerful three-step program that you can use for any feedback conversation, whether it be in the moment or specifically if you've got a planned conversation, whether it be formal or informal. And it's as simple as this. Situation is talking about, well, what is the situation? What is actually happening? This is about really articulating and understanding what are the facts that are happening. What is the behavior that has played out? What is the behavior that has been observed? And then once that's really crystal clear and getting absolutely focused on that, we can then ask the question about, okay, what is the impact of that situation? What is the impact on the team? What is the impact on the customer? What is the impact on the individual? What is the impact on the organization? And this could be positive and or not so positive in terms of the impact, but it's about getting the emotions involved and thinking about, okay, if I actually have a conversation with somebody and it doesn't resonate, the situation is I'm having the conversation. The impact of that conversation is how I made that other person feel. And therefore, that's what I need to start focusing on is the behavior and therefore the output of that behavior. Once I've articulated that, then we can get to a point where we can go into the third part, which is the way forward, which is simple as what do we need to do differently or what do we need to continue to do? And part of that conversation is going to be as a leader, what can I do to assist you in either continuing to demonstrate that great habit or slightly changing a piece of action or slightly changing a habit so we can form a new habit and get a different result. So in other words, what is the best way forward? And so this was really, really powerful for these guys today because most of them had not been stepping forward and having the feedback conversations because they didn't have a confident-based tool that they could use that was simple enough that they could have the conversation at any time they needed to. And that was the key thing, giving them something that was useful, something that could be used in the moment but also something that could be relied upon and not necessarily take them off track, but something that was also not complicated, which a lot, a lot of the models out there are quite complicated in terms of, you know, got all these different flow charts, and if this person says this, then say that, etc., etc. So it's just about keeping it simple. So if it's practical, if it's simple, if it's simple to understand, if it's easy to implement, then there's more likelihood that people will actually run with it and implement it and develop a good habit around it to the point where it becomes almost automatic. So that was the key message for the guys today and it was something that they, they have committed to implementing and I'm sure that if they build some momentum around that, they'll certainly get some great results in their feedback conversations and in the process, create that feedback culture where it's actually demanded, not just expected in terms of feedback. But it all starts with the leader and this is the key message I want to leave with you today is if you think about your leadership right now, how many conversations are you having with your team? How many opportunities are you having to provide feedback? But more importantly, how often are you seeking feedback from your team directly, but also any key stakeholders, because it does start with us as leaders seeking feedback first and starting to create that culture and building that momentum around a feedback culture. Look, and when that happens, anything's actually possible because people are more 
open and more receptive to feedback and through that process, more open and receptive to making changes and therefore delivering completely different results and putting in a platform for sustainable results. So that's the key message for today. Have a look at what you're doing. Are you creating a culture where feedback is absolutely demanded? And are you the leader who is the feedback-seeking machine? And if you are, hey, double thumbs up. If not, maybe that's an area to focus on. That may be the difference that can make all the difference in terms of the culture and may well be the missing piece in the puzzle you're looking for to get to that exceptional performance level. So with that, I trust that message resonates. It certainly resonated with the team today. And uh, just a reminder, if you uh, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, love you to jump on to the platform you're listening to right now. Press subscribe. That will enable me to let you know when new episodes up and ready to be listened to and digested. And of course, if you can do me another huge favor, and that is if you can rate the show on the platform, particularly if you're listening on the Apple platform, that'll make it a lot easier for people who are just like you, who are looking for inspiration and sales leadership tips, tricks, and strategies. It'll make it a lot easier for them to find the show. And we're committed to getting the message out and helping as many sales leaders as possible take their leadership to the exceptional leader level. And that's exactly what I want to help you do as well. So until next episode, enjoy the rest of this hump day, Wednesday, the 31st of March, and look forward to talking to you on the very next episode being April Fool's Day, Thursday, the 1st of April, 2021 on the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.